Canto 2, Chapter 6 The Hymn of the Original Person Confirmed The Creator said, The mouth of the original person, as constituted by fire, is the origin of the voice. The seven ingredients of his body, skin, flesh, sinew, marrow, bone, blood and fat, are the field where the Vedic hymns are generated, and the tongue of the Lord is the place that offers all foodstuffs and delicacies sacrificed for the forefathers and the gods. From the transcendental path of his nose there is the life-breath and the air with the Ashwini demigods who grant a long life in combination with all the medicinal herbs. His power of smell offers the pleasure of fragrant substances. The eyes of the gigantic body offer the perception of all kinds of forms that are illumined and glitter before the eyeball of the sun, and the ears offer the hearing of both the sounds from all directions and the spiritual sounds of all the holy places resounding in the ether. His outer appearance, the surface of the universal form, constitutes the foundation of all things and favorable opportunities, and is also the field where one harvests, while his skin of moving airs forms the touch being the place for all kinds of sacrifices. His bodily hair is the vegetation of the kingdoms with the help of which, in particular, the sacrifices are performed. The clouds with their electricity, the stones and the iron ore make that too for the hair on his head, as I have said, his facial hair and his nails. His arms, the governing men of God, are predominantly engaged in providing what is needed and the protection of the general mass. In the Lord's lotus feet that offer shelter, the progress is recognized of the lower, middle and heavenly worlds because they, in providing all that is needed, liberate from fear and contain all the benedictions. Water, semen and a generative capacity of rain refer to the genitals of the Creator, the Lord, or to the spot where happiness originates that is brought about by the need of begetting offspring. O Narada, the rectum of the universal form, is the source of Yama, the controlling deity of everything running to its end, and of Mitra. It is remembered as the place of envy, misfortune, death and hell. Frustration Immorality and ignorance are found at his backside, while the rivers and streams, as said, make for his veins and the mountains for the stack of his bones. The unseen mover time of the seas and oceans, of the living beings that evolve, but also find physical destruction in his belly during Brahma's night, is by the intelligent ones known as the beating heart that is located in the subtle body. The defender of Dharma, me, you, my sons, the Kumaras and Lord Shiva, all depend on the life and soul of the Supreme Being who constitutes the safe harbor of truth and wisdom. Me, you, Lord Shiva and the great sages before you, the godly ones, the demoniac ones, the human beings and the excellent ones, the birds, the beasts, the reptiles and all the heavenly beings and also the plants and many other living entities found on land, in water and in the sky, together with the asteroids, stars, comets, planets and moons and lightning and thunder, 
all that was, that is and will be created, this entire universe together is pervaded and covered by the original person in a form measuring not more than nine inches. The same way the sun spreads its rays over everything existing outside and illumines and gives strength inside with prana, the expansion of the universal form, the Supreme Person, also vitalizes from both the inside and the outside. He is the controller of immortality and fearlessness, transcendental to death and the material pleasure of anyone, and therefore, O Brahman, the glories of the original personality are considered immeasurable. You should know that the material realm of all the living entities is but a portion of the energies of the person of happiness beyond the material coverings where there is no death or fear. While those who are attached to family life and who do not strictly follow the vow of celibacy have their place within the three material worlds, the threefold of that portion in the beyond constitutes the place where they reside who will never be reborn. But the omnipresent Lord is the destination for both the paths of material action and devotion. He is the shelter and original person for the two ways of ignorance and knowledge. He from whom all the planets and the gigantic universal form originated, complete with the elements, the senses and the material qualities of the universe, elevated above all these worlds, indeed, compares to the sun that oversees everything it heats with its rays. When I took birth from the lotus flower sprouting from the navel of the great person, I had next to the personal limbs of the original person nothing to perform sacrifices with. What is needed for the performance of sacrifices are matters such as flowers and leaves, burning materials such as straw, an altar, and also a framework of time, a calendar for instance, for following the qualities of nature. One needs utensils, grains, fuel, sweetener, capital, a fireplace, water, the scriptures, and four officiating persons, O pious one. It also involves the invocation of holy names and mantras, rewards, vows and a particular scripture for the purpose and process of the Godhead in question. By my use of the limbs of the Supreme Person, I managed to arrange these ingredients and gradually, with compensations and presentations, attain my goal in worship of the demigods. Well equipped and engaging with all the ingredients, I thus, with the limbs of the original person and enjoyer of all sacrifices, the Supreme Personality, was of worship for the Supreme Lord Vishnu. According to that example, your God-brothers, the nine masters of the living creatures, with proper ritual performed the sacrifice for the satisfaction of both the manifest and non-manifest personalities. In following those schools or demigods also the Manus, the fathers of mankind, in due course of time were of worship to please him, and so did the other great sages, forefathers, scholars, opponents and mankind at large. With the entire cosmos situated in him, Narayana, the personality of Godhead, he was self-sufficient in his transcendence, for the sake of creation, maintenance and destruction, has accepted the material illusion in the form of different, most powerful manifestations. According to his will, 
I create. Under his order, Shiva destroys, and he, in the form of the original person, maintains the entire universe as the controller of the three energies. As for all of this I thus explain to you on your request, my dear, remember that nothing you may think of as a matter of a temporary or eternal nature exists outside of the Supreme Lord. Because I, with great zeal, caught hold of the Lord, O Narada, my words were never in vain, nor was my mind aimless or fruitless, nor did my senses ever wander off in temporality. I am an expert in Vedic lore, successful in austerity, a worshipable master among the forefathers, of attainment in my yoga and perfect in self-realization. Yet, I could not fully understand the one I originated from. I am, therefore, devoted to the all-auspicious feet of the Lord of the Surrendered Souls that stop the repetition of birth and death and grant the vision of happiness. Just as the sky cannot see its own limit, not even he can estimate the potency of his own personal energies. Therefore, how can others know? Since neither I, nor you, O sons, nor the destroyer, know his real position, one cannot expect that the other God-conscious souls would do any better. With one's intelligence bewildered by the illusory energy of this creation, our ability to see is limited. He whose incarnations and activities we glorify, he who by persons like us cannot be fully known, is the Supreme Lord whom we offer our respectful obeisances. He, the primordial, original personality, millennium after millennium, creates within himself, by himself, his self, the universe, maintains himself for some time and absorbs himself again. Without a material tinge, pure and perfect in knowledge, and all-pervading in his fullness, he is situated in truth as the absolute without a beginning and an end, free from the qualities of nature, eternal and without an equal. O wise one, the great thinkers can only understand this with a pacified self and their senses at rest. Otherwise, it will certainly be beyond their scope and be distorted by time-bound arguments. The first avatara of the Lord is the original person. He is the foundation of space-time, cause, effect, the elements, the modes as also the ego, the senses and the mind. These together constitute the diversity of the gigantic universal independent body of all that moves and does not move of the Almighty Supreme. I myself, the destroyer and the maintainer, all the fathers of the living beings like Daksha and Manu, you yourself and the other sons, the Kumaras, the leaders of the higher worlds, the space travelers, the earth and the lower worlds, the leaders of the denizens of heaven, as also the leaders of the demons and the underworld, the first among the sages, the forefathers, the atheists, the specially gifted ones, the uncivilized ones and the dead, the evil spirits, the jinn and the kushmandas, other evil spirits, including all the great aquatics, beasts and birds, in other words, each and everyone in the world who is of power to a special degree, or of a specific mental or perceptual dexterity or exceptional strength, forgiveness, beauty, modesty, opulence, intelligence or breeding, exists as if he himself 
would offer the ultimate form of representing his transcendental reality. But, in fact, they are only a part of it. O Narada, now relish the devotion for the pastimes of the most important incarnations of the original Supreme Personality. That devotion will evaporate the foul matter that accumulated in your ears. I will relate these stories that are all a pleasure to hear, one after the other, the way they are present in my heart. 